It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Off The Leash. Trent Mason Elder with you on this Wednesday morning. Joining me from GRV's Andrew Copley, minus Molly Haynes this week. G'day, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Trent. Molly's on a secret mission up in New South Wales. We'll find out more about that either next week or the week after. She buying some young pups, maybe? Oh, you could have heard a whisper, Trent, by the sound of that. <laughs> she got plenty of cash, so uh, expect her to come <laughs> home with some uh, some nice ones. Uh, we will push on without Molly today. Let's kick off with the Adelaide Cup. And it was a big night in South Australia on Friday with the running of the Group 1 Adelaide Cup. The Vicks were short on numbers, but we only needed one because we got the winner. Well, that's right. i tell you what, big crowd there, though. 6,000 people over there at Angle Park. And only the one Victorian in the race. And that was real simple, who claimed the $75,000 first prize after exiting box number three. Fabric was the hot favourite at $2.30 after being... The fastest heat winner by some five lengths, but she got crowded from box number one. That allowed Real Simple to kick clear and deliver the goods for trainer Shona Thompson. That means 12 of the last 13 Adelaide Cups have been won by greyhounds trained here in Victoria, would you believe, Trent? Including four from the very powerful Jason and Shona Thompson team. Well, that stable is, uh, sorry, that kennel, I should say, is absolutely flying at the moment. They had a big night in Adelaide. They also had a big night at Wentworth Park too. What a night Friday was for the Thompson team, absolutely. Wentworth Park hosted eight semifinals of the Million Dollar Chase in Sydney. This is a brand new race, and it is the richest greyhound race in the world with a $1 million first prize up for grabs. Shona trained three of the eight semifinal winners, Poke the Bear, Midnight Starlet and Azkaban, with Poke the Bear running the quickest time of 29.66 seconds. There is one other Victorian in the final. That is Dinah Harper from the Andrea Daly team. Now let's go through the box draw and market with tab.com.au. Then I'm going to ask you for your selection. This is the Million Dollar Chase final this Saturday night at Wentworth Park. What a cracking field it is. Midnight Starlet off the red for Shona Thompson at $7. Skywave number two for Victor Sultana, one of the local hopes at $3.50. Second favourite there. Three Dinah Harper for Andrea Daly at $34. Four Azkaban. Shona Thompson, $10. Five, Poke the Bears, your favourite for Shona Thompson. Drawn a bit tricky, however. $2.80. Six, Big Butters, Andrew Crouch from New South Wales, 10 Seven, Mystic Ride for Jody Lagogian from New South Wales at $5. And eight, Jamela Jet, Andrew Crouch, New South Wales at 11 The reserves, well, they're in the market at this stage. Nine, Hecton Bale, Andrea Daly at 5 And ten, Benali for Rob Britton at $5. This is a tremendous field, Andrew. Which way are you leaning to at this early stage? Yeah, on paper, I think Poke the Bear is probably the one to beat. $2.80 from Box 5. That's the only tricky part, but he's certainly got the class on his side. The other one's probably Skywave. Pretty classy greyhound from New South Wales. And I know Midnight Starlet from Box 1. I think she's unbeaten uh, from that box from three attempts. So that $7 might be a bit of value. But, yeah, just on looks, class only, I would say Poke the Bear. Yeah, I just think that uh, box is a bit of a risk for Poke the Bear. I'd be taking him on at the $2.80, and I reckon Skullwave's good value there at the $3.50. But uh, they're the top two, according to the market, they're the top two for me. You're going Poke the Bear, I'll lean towards Skullwave. But it should be a tremendous race. We'll uh, cover that uh, next week when we... Have uh, off the leash on again next Wednesday. Let's talk about the Geelong Cup, Cup heats now. And heats the Group 2 Geelong Cup will be run on Friday night. 
and uh, competition will be red hot uh, down at Geelong, Andrew. Yeah, no doubt. So the club's managed to attract eight heats, despite it being a really busy time in the Greyhound Racing world. So that's a tremendous effort and full credit to the Geelong Greyhound Racing Club. The Geelong Cup's got a great tradition of being a good lead-up race to the Tab Melbourne Cup, which, of course, is run in November. The likes of Black Magic Opal and Dynatron won both of those races. So uh, terrific lead-up there. But the eight heats, only the winners will make it through. And among the big names are Aston Komodo, Honin, Mosmo Bale, the Cranbourne Cup winner, and the Hillsville Cup winner, Cuda Mayhem. The final for the Geelong Cup will be run on Friday week with $67,000 in prize money up for grabs. Gee, the fields in the Country Cups this year, I mean, they're always strong, but this year in particular, they've been absolutely sensational. I can't get over the depth of quality right mm. here in Victoria, Trent. It's unbelievable, particularly when you consider there was a bit of a breeding lull sort of in the last sort of 12 months to, to 24 months. Absolutely. Well, that's on Friday, the Heats of Geelong Cup. Later today, though, we've got the semi-finals of the Tab Great Chase at the Meadows with some exciting young greyhounds still in contention to win the series. Yeah, that's right. So six semi-finals to be run today over the 525 metres. The winners and two fastest second-place getters will make it into the Tab Great Chase Grand Final next Wednesday. That, of course, is a wonderful day. Great field of young greyhounds competing and, of course, groups from uh, regional and metro Victoria who care for the physically and intellectually disabled in attendance for a carnival-like day. But among the big names competing in today's semis are often imitated from the Brad Greeno kennel. He's won, or she's won, six from 12 so far. Aston Geisha for Anthony Azapati, unbeaten from four starts. And we've talked about Shona Thompson. She's got a few runners in this series, including Deliver in race three and Loading Zone in race four. Had a lot of success in the Great Chase, the Thompson team. So watch out for their runners today. So that's the Tab Great Chase and all the action covered here on RSN 927 throughout this afternoon. Time now to have a chat to our special guest. And we're going to go and have a chat to Robert Neocleus. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Racing. Baruga Brett on the inside, jumped away well as going to go through and lead settling down. Lala Bales ahead, he's second. They were followed by Undisputed, racing third. Five lengths away then came Wise PK on the inside of Blackjack Neo. Up on the inside there, Wise PK, followed then by Hot Tip and then came Sharp Diamond. Hit the highway back of the tail, down the back, Baruga Brett, the leader. Steaming along in the lead by six lengths now. Lala Bale over on the inside, then came Blackjack Neo running on, followed by Undisputed to the outside, followed by Hot Tip, got a bad check and down there, Lala Bale. Hit the straight Baruga Brett, the leader, Blackjack Neo moved up and got it. Blackjack Neo right on the line again tonight from Baruga and Brett. And joining us now is Robert Neocleus. The feature race at the Meadows on Saturday night was won, as we just heard there, by Blackjack Neo. And we're joined now by Robert, uh, the trainer of uh, uh, Blackjack Neo. Uh, Robert, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and uh, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Robert Terrific win in the tab.com.au grade 5 final over the 600 metres there at the Meadows by Blackjack, by Blackjack now. $12,000 first prize. Huge effort. Um, congratulations. It, it was a pretty even field. And look, he gave uh, gave Baruga Brett a bit of a start, but like he did in his heat, he overpowered them in the finish and went on to pay $5.60. I think the race might have gone uh, yes, exactly yeah, to script. Yeah, uh, top run. You'd have to go a long way to see a dog come from that far behind. I think at one stage you would have given the leaders you know, 12, 15 lengths start and um, he got the break through and uh, he got his head in front right on the finishing line, which was great. Now, Blackjack Neo won 15 from 46. He's probably 
better-known litter sister, Neo Cleo, also had 46 starts, but an extra seven wins. She's won 22. How do you compare the two? And do you think that Blackjack Neo, with his recent form patch, is starting to make ground on her and sort of becoming a big name in his own right? Yeah, I can't deny that. He's uh, put the form on the board. Um, he hasn't... Uh, um, early days, he wasn't um, putting it together uh, as good as he is now. Um, on ability-wise, there's not a lot between the two of them. Um, bringing them up as young dogs, when I was trialling, there was only uh, one, two lengths difference in between the both of them. So uh, he's definitely uh, proven himself at the moment and uh, put, uh, making a name for himself, which is great. This little cosmic rumble... By out of Ruby Haha, they're just doing great things at the moment. I think all five have won in the city and won quite a few races in recent weeks. What well, what are we up to now, Robert? For the past three or four weeks, um, over the last month, I'd say uh, there's nine or ten wins in the city for for the uh, litter, which uh, is uh, pretty uh, outstanding, uh, considering that. Uh, they're all from the same litter, so uh, it's a big thrill at the moment for us all. Oh, it's outstanding, all right. A great yeah. effort to you um, and your wife. Just a terrific breeding effort. You have been breeding greyhounds for a long time, some 40 years, you told me earlier today. Who are some of the best greyhounds you've bred? Um, uh, I've bred uh, Wineglass, which uh, was finalist in the Melbourne Cup. I can't remember what year. But 1997, Robert. 1997, <laughs> was it? Yeah, well... Uh, her uh, mother I uh, bred, which was a bitch called uh, Hello Pop, mm-hmm. which uh, I think it might have been in around the 1980s. She was pre-race favourite for the Melbourne Cup, which right. I bred. Um, uh, one of the uh, dogs I had, which won near 50 races, was a dog called uh, Hello Big Boss, which was out of Hello Kate. Um, which I give away to a guy as a brood bitch, and um, I received uh, Hello Big Boss on one of the deals I'd done with him, and uh, he came out and won 49 or 50 races. Uh, Rocky Rizzati trained him for me at the time because I had work commitment. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, over the years I've bred a lot of uh, handy dogs, so uh, it's been great. Absolutely terrific. Now, Ruby Haha, their dam, or dam of Black, Blackjack Neo and also uh, Neo Cleo, she's just come on season again, I believe. And I hear you're looking at a repeat mating with Cosmic Rumble. What can you tell us about her first two litters and um, why the decision to go to Cosmic Rumble again? Um, the first litter I went to, Magic Sprite. They were all uh, good handy dogs. Um, they, uh, they were... A majority of them were up to uh, the 450-metre dogs, and they all won um, their fair share of races, you know, 7 to 15 races, 16 races each. Um, I've still got Mac Neo at the first first litter, which he uh, he won a heat and final at, the, at Sandown. There he's, uh, I think he's won 15 or 16 races at the, at the time. The next litter I went to, Cosmic Rumble, which is the litter I'm racing now, uh, they're a lot stronger. They're uh, um, uh, very, very, very strong dogs. They're all uh, virtually 600-metre dogs, which is uh, very handy to have the, these days. So uh, that's the reason I'm going back to Cosmic Rumble. And uh, if it's not broken, don't try and fix it, I, my belief is. So uh, that's the reason.
Well, five out of five, all winning in the city. No wonder you're going back there. So that is terrific. Now, you've been breeding for a long time, as we mentioned. I'd love to know what you feel are some of the keys to your success as a breeder. Um, we, uh, I'm only a uh, hobby uh, trainer and breeder, but uh, I've bred a lot of litters over the years, um, and probably uh, I can't remember a dog I didn't breed with didn't win at least one race. Um, we uh, make sure our pups are worm-free. They get um, plenty of calcium as, as rearing. Um, I think one of the biggest secrets is that um, the wife, Wendy, she uh, gets the pups out of the runs when they're you know, three or four months old. They, she puts them in race kennels for an hour uh, at a time and then maybe a couple of weeks she'll put them back in there for a couple of hours. And uh, they... All my pups always get handled uh, a hell of a lot as young dogs, uh, which is a big advantage, I think, with dogs. When they're uh, six, seven months old, I uh, put them around the bull ring to have a bit of a play around on that. And uh, once I know they're uh, grabbing onto the fluff around there and they can see the game they've got to play, I put them back in the run. They... uh, get a lot of handling up until they're 12 months old. The time they come into my kennels, they're virtually uh, like a race dog because they've had the handling, and I think that's a big secret in uh, rearing rearing dogs. I break all my own dogs in personally myself, and uh, when I actually take them to the track the first time, I give them a slip, and um, 98% of my dogs go around straight away because of the pre-work work gets done with them as young dogs. Great answer. You're obviously extremely hands-on. The whole kenneling process, you mentioned uh, you start that at sort of four or five months just for an hour here or, or a couple of hours there. What sort of a difference does that make for people who don't necessarily understand too much about greyhound rearing? I mean, I imagine it must be so that when they get to that 12, 13 months of age and it's time to sort of go from being a pup out in the runs to becoming a race dog living in the kennel, the transition is really quite smooth. Is that fair to say? It is, yeah. The dogs just, um, uh, they're, they're used to their environment when they go into the kennels at that stage, which is a big advantage. They settle down a lot quicker. Um, and I think a lot of the, uh, the biggest secret is in rearing dog is handling. And, um, and as long as the dogs are worm free and they're getting uh, a lot of handling and good food, uh, you know, uh, which is a big advantage for dogs that, uh, on big rearing farms, which they just get thrown in the runs and, the owners come in or whoever picks them up at 12, 13, 14 months old and they haven't had the handling and um, it puts them back about two or three months, that's in my belief. So uh, the uh, dogs really appreciate the handling as getting reared up and I'm uh, a great believer in that. Robert, thanks so much for joining us this morning on Off the Leash and best of luck with the team. Thanks very much for that. Appreciate the call. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Uh, great to chat to Robert there. Really enjoyed that interview, Andrew. Time now for the Watchdog f- Form Service. Uh, plenty of winners, no doubt. Look no further than the Meadows last Saturday night, Trent. The Watchdog picked nine out of 12 winners. An incredible effort, including a special Shiraz, who won at the odds of $4.30. Another big winner, Mix Advice at three sixty, Kulu Hipster at $3.40, and Sanjiro at $3.80. So nine out of 12, phenomenal effort. And, of course, for all your free form guides and expert selections 
for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. Time now for Litter of the Week. Uh, now, Molly's not here, as we know. Have you got a Litter of the Week for us? Yeah, Molly's done some research for me here, Trenton. She's picked out a ripper, too. This is a Fernando Bale Laney Bale litter, so that good Bale, Bale bloodlines in this litter, that's for sure. They're bred by the Strip Tea Syndicate, which is managed by Charles Masika at St Albans. There's 11 pups in litter. They're only eight weeks old. There's four males and seven females. There's a mixture of white and blacks, brindles, fawns, and also black pups. Now, Laney Bale herself had seven starts for just the one win, trained by Andrea Daly. That win was back at Geelong in 2014. But her entire litter ran over 500 metres, so um, certainly pretty plenty of strength in the line, which we know Molly loves. Now... Laney Bale is also a proven producer. She's the mum of Trit Trit. Of course, a lot of listeners would know Trit Trit, winner of 17 races from 37 starts and $90,000 in prize money and is a good, strong stayer himself or certainly bordering on staying ranks. But to check out the litters bred in Victoria, uh, simply check out Greyhound Monthly magazine and you can do that by Googling Greyhound Monthly. What about a Gap Dog of the Week? Yeah, to finish off with the Gap Dog of the Week, Molly has picked out Victoria, a black and white female. She's four years old, raced under the name Sidey, had 42 starts for just the two wins and 12 minor placings. So no champion on the track, but no doubt she's a superstar off it. She loves people, likes to sneak in a kiss or two, I hear. A little bit boisterous, so probably best to a home with kids who are over eight years of age or, or thereabouts. If you think Victoria might be suited to living in your home or you are looking at adopting a greyhound into your life please go to the greyhound adoption program website that address is gap.grv.org.au that's it for us this week mate uh thanks for coming in do we get molly back next week she'll be back good stuff we'll be back to do it all again next week on off the leash good on you want to hear off the leash again it'll be up on itunes on facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au